0: What's going on, guys? I'm Enrique Pinheiro, and welcome to the Hawk Show Talk Show, a Seattle CX podcast. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube, and I also post news and highlights on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. My handle for all these platforms is at Hawk Show, talk Show. If you want to follow, ask me questions, or just keep up with the channel, there you go. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing all the news and drama around Russell and my thoughts on it. So let's get right into it. Let's talk some Hawk. So, it all started when Russell's uh, team, his agents, made it public that they were frustrated with the organization's lack of effort put into protecting Russell and the offensive line. And I think we all know, it's public knowledge around the league, that the Seahawks are kind of known, the stereotype with the Seahawks, that we have the bad offensive line. Even this year when at points in the season we had a great offensive line, people just blame the losses on the offensive line. And most of the time, that's accurate. Our offensive line, the past, especially seven seasons, uh, ever since the Super Bowl loss, has been atrocious. And the stats show it. Uh, Russell's been sacked 394 times in his first nine seasons of his career. It's only nine seasons of his career. Which, pretty sure, is an NFL record for how many times to get sacked in your first nine seasons, and in a total of nine seasons. It's just absurd that someone of Russell's caliber, that generational talent, a Hall of Fame player, uh, gets no protection. And the thing is, it's not that we're putting the effort in and the players are just not performing. Pete and John have put very little effort into protecting Russell and the stats show it. Ever since 2015, the past seven seasons, here are our rankings on in comparison to other teams around the league, how much we pay the offensive line. Starting in 2015, it goes 30th place and 32nd place, 26th place, 26th place. Again, 15th place, not too bad, middle of the road, then back to 26th place. And then more recently, 31st place in money spent on offensive line that's we spend the second least amount of money on offensive line and we're the same team with russell wilson just star quarterback getting no protection and the way the reason i really don't understand it is that russell is just such he's an elite quarterback everyone knows it and when you have an elite quarterback like this like you got your Rodgers and your mahomes and russell and all these guys up there you do everything you can to protect them. The Packers have done that. They got Bakhtiari. They got Elkton Jenkins. They got Corey Lindsley. The Chiefs got Eric Fisher, Mitchell Schwartz. Just great offensive linemen that they're known for. We don't we don't got anyone like that. Dwayne Brown's solid. He's a vet. He's not at that same elite level as these bigger name guys. And I just don't understand why we don't put the same effort that other teams can with their star quarterbacks. Like, why can't we protect Russell in the way that we should Anyways, to continue the saga, then the Seahawks, um, they said that they were unhappy with Russell's team making it uh, public knowledge, like making their frustrations known to the public and not keeping it under the radar like the Seahawks would have wanted. And then there were other teams making offers for Russell. There's rumors about that. But then the Seahawks remained adamant that they did not want to trade Russell, that Russell was not going anywhere. And that's the truth, I believe. I don't think Russell's going anywhere. Even though anything can happen... Uh, I think that Russell is not going to get traded. He's too good of a player. It'd be foolish of us to trade Russell, especially at this point where we're, we're in win now mode. I would say we have a very good roster on our hands and we do not have time to start trying to develop a young quarterback. And there's no point in trading for another vet like Russ because Russ is just, bit, uh, just about the best we can get. But I'm very glad Russell did this. And I'm surprised he hasn't done this before in his season because, as I've shown, there's always been offensive line problems. But this is the first time I've seen Russell really apply pressure to Pete and John and use his leverage to force them to have to, you know, start making splashes in free agency, start using draft capital, start using cap space on the O line, start prioritizing Russell like you should. The defense is important, the run game is important. Prioritize your star player, prioritize Russell. And some people might say, hey, They've tried. They they have put forth the effort to get uh Russell some protection. All right, let's go through some examples. Afeddie, Jermaine Fetti first round O lineman. Woohoo! He was a revolving door for four seasons. I don't know how he started that long. He was very bad. Uh, good luck in Chicago, Jermaine. You were pretty fun to watch. It's kind of funny to watch, especially uh, when you got that strip sack on Russell against the Niners. But that was not a good pick. I don't know what, what I don't know what we were doing there. Then, you know, they've helped Russell. They got some weapons. They traded the first round pick for Percy Harvin. Uh, He's great in the Super Bowl. Not so great in the locker room. He's gone after like a season. So there's a first round pick down the drain. Uh, Then Jimmy, Jimmy Graham. We traded a first in Max Unger form. So they're, you know, letting the O-line go for a star player. And that star player, Jimmy Graham, underperformed insanely. He made a lot of great catches, a lot of one-handers. And then every other ball, every ball that was right to him, he dropped. And that was another fluke. He's gone now and i just think it shows that we get these big names and it doesn't work and then you're like oh like maybe russell's a problem no he's not look he's making it work with i know that i love them i love you dog i love jermaine i love paul richardson but these are not big guys but russell is making them big guys russell is making these pedestrians as they were called these big name receivers at at one point that he's winning games with and like, I, this is all the evidence you need to see that Russell's such a star, but the past couple of seasons still, Pete and John have kind of, I don't know about John, but I know Pete has really endorsed that run game, like the run first style, which is almost having Russell like a game manager. He's not a game manager. Russell's the only reason we win games. We get in the games like that Packers divisional game, we pounded the rock with Money Lynch and Travis Homer for most of that game until the end where Russell tried to make a comeback, and he would have done it if Malik Turner knew how to catch a football, and if the refs knew that Jimmy Graham didn't get to the line... Anyways, uh, but wh- why are we treating Russell like Jimmy G? He's Russell Wilson. He, he, he's great. He's Mr. Unlimited, and he needs to be in power. And I know this season, there was too much passing at one point. It didn't go too well, but there needs to be a balance. There needs to be a surprise, which is why I'm happy that Russell's part of the conversation to sign Shane Waldron, because I think OC was a big problem this past season, too. I know that Shady might have broke Seahawks records, I don't think Shotty was a part of any of that. I think Shotty would call a lot of meh plays, a lot of average plays, and we would just get bailed out because we have Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf. I think that is why. And I know that you look at DK, I just mentioned him, like DK's bailing people out. He's bailing the Seahawks out. We didn't put much effort into getting DK either. He like In that draft, we passed on him twice for LJ Collier and Marquis Blair. Who I love both of them, LJ made the game-saving tackle against Cam and Marquise Blair. I think he's going to be so good when he's when he's starting and when they don't have Tedrick Thompson starting over him and when he's healthy. But, you know, that draft class has not been good other than the DK pick, which fell into our lap. We finally get a big name in the draft and we got him basically the third round. So that's just another example of us not putting much effort towards Russell. If we did, I think we should have taken... I would have taken Russell, I mean, DK first round. But, you know, it all worked out anyways. It's okay. But anyways, back to the Waldron situation. I'm very glad that Russell's a part of that that discussion because he needs to get someone that he approves of so he can show with it. And especially in this offseason, Russell needs to be a part of every big decision that is made. I think Russell. I think Russell's opinion is more important than Pete's at this point. I'm sorry. Especially when it comes to the free agents like this because every year in free agency, we everyone knows what we do. We let we all the big names, we let Clowney go, we let, I, I don't know who else, but a lot of huge names just, just go in free agency, but it's okay because we signed Cedric O'Buehi and BJ Finney and Philip Dorsett, and I know at, on paper they didn't look that bad, but O'Buehi was a fine backup. Brandon Shell we signed, amazing signing, we got very lucky because he was a very bad uh, season before he joined us, and Dorsett was hurt, Josh Gordon suspended. BJ Finney was a joke. He was a third stringer after we paid him four million a year. Luckily, the man who got us, Carlos Dunlap. Oh, we praise you, BJ Finney. But that that offseason was not good other than the Jamal and Dunbar trade. You know, Dunbar didn't really pan out either. But anyways, you see this. We let these big off these big, uh, free agents, we let them leave in free agency because it's okay. We're the Seahawks. We'll be okay with these scraps. But these scraps, most of the time, do not work. Brandon Shell is a great example of a scrap that did work. But kind of an outlier hopefully this offseason it'll be different and we can actually maybe get some big names i know we don't have that much cap right now but i'll discuss in a later episode how we can make more cap and how you know we can move we can restructure contracts so you move things around which will allow us to uh get these offensive linemen that i'd like to get and these are guys like joe tooney Corey Lindsley, brandon sheriff alex mack if we could get these o-linemen it'd be a game changer for us i know that a big complaint about russell is that especially this past season, he held the ball too much a lot of time, especially in that Rams game at the end, uh, and the Giants game and some other games, but where he would get sacked even though he had a good amount of time in the pocket, but he would just start dancing in the back, starting dancing in the pocket, and he'd get sacked eventually. So those are his fault. But most of the time, we know Russell does not get the time uh, in the pocket that he should be getting. So imagine the ideal offensive line of Dwayne Brown, who I would also like to restructure his contract because uh, he's getting up there, even though I still think he's elite. So, you know, Dwayne, we love you. Uh, Dwayne Brown at starting left tackle. Keep Brandon Schell at right tackle, even though he had a, a, a meh second half of the season. I like Brandon Schell there. Damian Lewis, all-rookie, future Pro Bowl or future All-Pro. Love you, Damian Lewis. Do not bring Mikey Upati. Do not bring Ethan Postage back. I do not want to see either of them starting for the Seattle Seahawks next year. Imagine if we could have with Dwayne Brown at left tackle like a Deontay Brown as a first-round pick at left guard or just signing Joe Tooney there. And then at center, Alex Mack, Corey Lindsley, some other at least like a credible good center with Damian Lewis and, and Brandon Schell on the other side. Imagine that O-line. It would just be crazy to see Russell with that type of protection. It would be be wonderful. And I think we'd win a lot more games and we wouldn't have to be climbing back in such games or most of the time it's that we're losing by the time to make a comeback, but a lot of time this season we would uh, take a big lead and then get off the gas and let teams come back and make the game close. Anyways, I just think the offensive line would just... We, we could be blowing out teams. I, I think we could really be that good. And about helping out Russell, something that I wanted to discuss was some people say, oh, they there are rumors that we're trying to trade for Zach Ertz. <sighs> We're trying to trade for Zach Ertz. That's the way we're gonna help Russell. Why are we trade why are we why are we trying to trade for Zach Ertz? What I call Zach Ertz is Greg olson 2.0. Because the way I see it is a out of his prime tight end that's been with he used to be good, he used to be elite, and now we wanna trade him. We trade for him, we wanna sign him if he gets cut. We're gonna if we trade for Zach Ertz, we're gonna pay him 8 mil. That is, and that's why I call him Greg Olson 2.0. Greg Olson made 7 mil. It's about around the same, washed up. Sorry. he's That is not going to be good. I I just, I, I don't think Zach Ertz has it in him. I know he used to be, it used to be the Kittle, Kelsey, Ertz big three. And Kittle and Kelsey are still elite. They're still stars and there are new star tight ends like Darren Waller. But I don't, I don't see Zach Ertz there anymore. I know he was hurt last season, but even when he wasn't hurt, he wasn't per- I mean, even when he was healthy, he wasn't producing. And two seasons ago, he didn't produce either. And if your argument last year is that, oh, he was still injured, he was banged up, the way I see it is when he was hurt and even when he came back, Dallas Goddard and Richard Rodgers were putting up not like insane, like Pro Bowl numbers, but just to be a tight end, especially for like I, I had Dallas Goddard in fantasy, they're putting up good numbers. So what is Zach Ertz doing this whole time? It's obvious that a tight end could thrive in that Eagles offense if it was Wentz or Hurts, but Zach Ertz couldn't, so why are we going to trust Zach Ertz to like be that third weapon, that third star that Russell has on offense to to use? No, I, I don't think Zach Ertz is the answer. I really... If we do sign... If we do get Zach Ertz, I would prefer if it was for very minimal value. I, I think we can sign him if he gets cut. I thought he was going to get cut originally, but I wouldn't even want to trade like a fifth or sixth for him. We have very little draft picks. I like to save them. But uh if we do end up getting Zach Ertz, I would really like if it was a very like a four mil contract. I know that's underpaid, but I don't see much value in him. I th- maybe a prove it deal. I don't I don't see him as elite anymore. I don't see him as eight mil, especially when we're so broke like we are right now. And that's the thing. I do I, I, I guess I like the idea that we're going for these weapons for Russell. But we need weapons in their prime. We we just we can't get these guys like these Greg Olson's, these Zach Ertz, and even these Carlos Hyde's that are out of their prime and expect them to go out there and win us games. This is we have a very good roster. We're in win now mode. I I would say that maybe other than the Bucks in that playoff picture this past season, we had the best roster out there. I think our defense stepped it up a ton. D line was great, best linebacking core in the league, and a great secondary. And then Russell O line is still bad, but better than most seasons. Uh, healthy, even though he was on a snap count the entire second half of the season. Uh, Chris Carson, and then even if he's not Carlos Hyde and Greg Olson was healthy, big whoop. Who cares if I'm sorry? He was not. He's not that better. Not much better healthy than hurt. And then DK Lockett, but still, uh, that's just that was coaching problems in the in the playoff game, I'd say. But anyways, our roster is amazing. If we fill holes like the wide receiver three, even though i love you demo i think you're great some of the best seahawk plays i've ever seen especially that patriots catch but you cannot get open you don't get open very often and you demo is not very good after the catch and i especially see this on his punt returns or his i don't i don't need his lack of punt returns because he gets it and he doesn't return it he, he runs the other way he backpedals demo is not i love demo and i hope we resign him just because he's a fan favorite of mine but I'd I'd put him as a wide receiver four. I would really like to see Russell with a third guy like AB, even though he's probably staying in Tampa. But if we could have Russell with a third weapon, whether it be a tight end or wide receiver three, I really think that this roster is a Super Bowl winning roster if we play our cards right and get guys like this. Anyways, that's just the life of a Seahawks fan. Uh, I, I say this every year that I, I think this is our year. I think that we make the right moves, we can win and usually uh, divisional or wild card uh, exit, but you know what? Russell's Russell's finally stepping up to the plate, uh, expressing his frustration. So things could really get different. Uh, uh, that's all for today, guys. Let me know what else you guys want to see in future episodes. Leave it depending on what platform you're listening or watching this on. Uh, let me know what you want to see in a future episode. What you want to see me cover, discuss my thoughts on anything. But yeah, that's it. Uh, This is Enrique signing off. Thank you for watching. Bye guys.